Okay, we are doing that Samachet, starting from the bottom of Samazayim with Bay, six lines up. The Gemara begins with a story. There was a little child, and contextually, the Gemara is referring to a child who's eight days old who's supposed to have a Rismila on Shabbos. And in times of the Gemara, they believed that it was absolutely necessary for the child's health to, to have a bathe, to be bathed in hot water before and after the bris. Otherwise, it could be dangerous, life threatening, and therefore they would do that. Now, if the child already had the bris and the water spilled, so no question, you would definitely, you would definitely be Machal Shabbos and eat up the water. But we're talking about that they hadn't yet done the bris. So the hot water spilled. So the question is, should, what do we do? If we can get more hot water and bring it from somewhere else, then we would, we would bathe the child and give him the bris and everything would be good. But the question is, we don't have hot water in front of us. So what are we going to, should we postpone the bris? What should we do? So Amalu Rabba, nice little Hamimi, go by, sorry, why don't you bring hot water for the kid from my house? Rabba lived in a different house in the Chatzar, not in the house where the bris was going to be, where the child was. So Rabba says, why don't you just bring hot water from my house? I'm going to have high, because we didn't make an Arif. We can't carry from your house, uh, over through the Chatzar to this house, because that's forbidden without an Air Chatzar. So, so Malay, Rabbi said, Nisma Chashita, why don't we just rely on the sheet of Mavos? Remember, there's two things. Eru Chatzeros is, is Mater caring for multiple houses in one Chatzer, and then many choirs that share together a Mavoy. So if they make a sheet of Mavos, it allows caring be, in between all the Chatzeros. So why don't we rely on the sheet of? And relying on the sheet of is the concept. If the whole Mavoy makes a sheet of, then you don't need an Eru Chatzeros. It's a very interesting concept. It's kind of like the bigger one eclipses the two. So if you have a big, one big sheet of Mavos for the whole Mavoy, then all the, 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 the personal, the, each, each individual, Individual chatzer does not need his own air chatzer. So as long as there's one big sheet, if we don't care that there's no air chatzer, so Amalei Alo Shadfinon Abai said we didn't make a sheet of either. So Rabbi said Neimel the Nachrin Isle. So let's go tell a non-Jew to bring hot water for the kid. Why don't we bring tell a non-Jew? Meaning even though Amir the Nachrin is normally Asher, you're not allowed to tell a guy to do a malacha, but they felt. That telling a guy to be over on this din of caring without an Arab should be mutter because because we're trying to get the bris done. So Amar Abaye by the Muslim Rabbi Shavkin Rabbi Yosef wanted to ask a kasha. I wanted to ask a kasha to Rabbah about this halacha, but Rav Yosef wouldn't let me. When we're studying by the yeshiva of Yehuda, he would tell us, when you're dealing with an isra of a daraisa, meaning the question is whether or not you can do something that the stakes are a daraisa. So we first have to deal with all the questions before we practically do it, because the stakes are very high. But the Rabbanon, but when you're dealing with a matter that's only the Rabbanon, at worst it's only the Rabbanon, then Avdina Maizavadimizvindiyifta, you're allowed to just do it and afterwards figure out if it was okay. So here at most it was just a Rabbanon because you're just caring, so it's not such a big deal, caring without an Erev. So since the worst that it would be was only Nisra Durabanan, so you're allowed to first do it before asking questions, even though there was a question to ask. So the Basar Achli, after, the, after they did it, now Rav Yosef has this question, Amalei, Rav Yosef asked Abai, so Rav Yosef said to Abai, what do you want to ask Rabbah? So Abai said, this is my final question. Amalei Titania says, Hazor Shvus, to sprinkle the water with the paraduma, right? The water mixed with the paraduma could be matar a person. Are you allowed to be a matar a person on Shabbos? So Madurabanan, we say you shouldn't. It's like fixing the person. So that's only an Esadurabanan. It's only a shvus. And yet, what's the halacha? Let's say you have a person who can't bring the carbon, the carbon uh, Pesach, and the only way you'd be able to would, would be if you sprinkle the, the, the waters mixed with the ashes on Shabbos. The halacha is it does not override the Shabbos, even though it's only Durabanan, and the person doesn't bring the carbon Pesach. That's just, that's just what happens. So even though that's a drabana, Amilu Nachushu is similarly telling a non-Jew to, to, to do a malach on Shabbos is also awesome a drabana. So Mazah shows vein dochos a Shabbos just sprinkling this water with the ashes, even though it's only drabana, doesn't override Shabbos, even though it's for a mitzvah and he's not going to bring the carbon pesach. Still, the halacha is that it doesn't override Shabbos. So, so you're telling a non-Jew to do to something that's also shouldn't be done. 
Um, even though it's only Nasser Drabana, it shouldn't be done. So what are you doing telling a guy to bring the water? It's Amir Lanachri. So, so what, why are you saying you're allowed to do it? Because it's a Tarak Mitzvah. We see that it's Amir Lanachri is a Mutter, even the Tarak Mitzvah. The same way Hazah, the Isra Drabana of sprinkling on Shabbos, wouldn't be Mutter, even the Tarak Mitzvah. So Rav Yosef answered, I'm a lay, Rav Yosef answered to explain what Rabbi said, Don't you understand that there's a difference between an Isra Drabanon of telling a non-Jew to do something which is an Isra Daraisa versus, versus the Isra of tell, having a non-Jew to do something which is not an Isra Daraisa? Rabbi didn't tell the non-Jew to go heat up the water. You're right. You're not allowed to tell a non-Jew to do malacha daraisa like heat up water. Even though it's a Torah mitzvah, you can't tell a non-Jew to do an Isra daraisa. You can't just stop say, oh, it's Durabana, so it's Mutzal Torah mitzvah. The hadder here is that it's Shvos de Shvos mitzvah. It's a double Durabana. You're telling a guy to do something that's only Durabana for the need of a mitzvah, so that's Mutter. So Stam the one Durabana does stand in place of a mitzvah. So like Shvos, which is Stam and Hazah, sprinkling the waters, which is Stam and does stop the mitzvah. It's not allowed to be done. And telling a non-Jew to heat up water would also stop, stop would also would not be able to override the mitzvah. But telling a non-Jew to do an isra drabanan for an mitzvah that's allowed, and this is the big rule of the Gemara, the source that shvos to shvos a drabanan a drabanan is multiple mitzvah. So you can tell a non-Jew to do an isra drabanan if it means to get a mitzvah done. Says the Gemara now that we understand the Hatar Amali Rabbi 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 Mavod is betrayed. Rabbi 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 this mother that had two great people. Rabbi Rabbi and Rabbi lived there. How did it be that there was no ear of Rishitov? It seems that it's very proper for the rabbis. And the in the chutzur or the mavoi to, to 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 fix it so that people don't don't do the wrong thing and, and carry without. So how could it be that they hadn't overseen an era of urshitav? So Abai answered, "My Navid, what can we do? Mar lav orche." It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not good for, for Rabba to go collect it. Meaning, as he explains, it's beneath his cover to go and collect the actual food. I know, it's really your sight. And I'm too busy learning to go do it. And nobody else here cares if there's a sheet of her mavoi. If you're going to say that I should just give over my ownership of some bread that I have to everybody else, meaning I don't have to go collect bread from everybody. I could just be makna some bread that I have to everybody and now they're all will all be joined in the bread, it's no good because if they would actually request their part of the bread from me, it wouldn't be possible for me to give it to them because it seems like he's so poor that he wouldn't be able to give over the bread every week to them. So batal shitaf, that itself means that the shitaf is not valid. The time, because it says in a price, someone in the mavi requested wine or oil from the shitaf, and they refused it him, batal shitaf. The shitaf is no good because if they're not really sharing it, they're not really sharing it. If, 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 if when people ask for their portion, they don't get it, that's the concept. You have to, it actually has to be legit in the sense that everybody's portion is theirs. And if they ask, and if they, they would ask for it, they would actually get it. But here, if, if, if we wouldn't be able to afford it and actually give to them, so then that's not considered to be, uh, that's not considered to be a valid sheet. So the Gemara says, you're not going to run reviews of the Chalakavita. So why don't you just give them reviews of vinegar and one of the barrels? Meaning instead of using bread, why don't you just use a little vinegar on the bottom of a, of a, of a barrel? So, so why don't you just do that? Uh, why don't you just put a barrel of vinegar in the chatzah where the sheet of is and rely on one revias for the whole year? Just put it there. So Abai said, no, Tanya, English Tatsun Ba'otsa. You're not allowed to use Shitov with food that's stored away. What does that mean? The food for the Shitov has to be clear what, what it is. It has to be clear that it's there and it, to know that it's still there. But whenever you have food that's, you know, 
in storage and taking out a sheet if you don't know which one is taken out. You just say somewhere in the storage room is, is the sheet if you don't know what's what, that's no good. So since same thing here with the barrel. If you're not, we're not going to know which revius of vinegar in the big barrel is the one that's for sheet so maybe it will get drunk. We don't know which one to save. We just have a revius here which is for sheet we don't know what it is. So therefore, um, so therefore, that's no good. You have to have a very specifically designated part that's used for the Arif. So the Gemara says, is that really true? We see that another price contradicts that. The second price says that you could make a sheet with the food that's stored away. Amar of Oshia Lokash, there's no contradiction. Habe Shamai. Price that said it's no good is going to be Shamai. Habe Tzil. And really, the issue is, depends on Brera. Brera works, just before we see the case. The case of Brera basically is, is that you have many. You know, like Mamashar case, you have somewhere in this barrel is the sheet of. We don't know exactly where. Eventually, whichever, whatever you take out and separate, could it be? Could it be determined that retroactively that was always that was always the 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 era of the sheet of or not? So if you hold the Breros, then yes, right. Retroactively, a later decision will determine what it always was. If you don't hold the Breros, then it will not. So the question is whether or not we rely on Breros, and we bring a Mishnah which is Machlos Bishamay. We about that. Now we learned in a Mishnah Mishnah buys Philip Sachmarvelis. We have a dead body in the house. There are many different doorways. We don't know which doorway we're going to remove. The, the corpse from. So whichever, so what's the Allah HaKulun Tamim? If all the doors are closed out, they're all Tamim. Since there's an equal possibility through any doorway, it might go out. And the Allah is that whichever door um, whichever door it's going to eventually be removed becomes Tameh, that's the halacha. So maybe halacha Mishmusina, that whatever door you eventually are going to take the corpse out of becomes Tameh. So any utensils that are there in that door will become Tameh. So since here, there's many uh, there's many doorways and we don't know which which one is going to be taken out and there's no more, there's no indication of one over the other. So they're all Tameh. If one of them was an open one, who Tameh Vukulantarin? Then that's the one that's Tameh and therefore the rest of them are Tar because the, you're, it's like considered certain that you're going to take the dead, the dead body out through the open door. If the person just decided, he thought mentally that he was going to remove it through one of the doorways, or let's say there was one window that had an opening of at least four of the fire, that saves all the rest of the doorways from becoming Tameh. In other words, as soon as you have a thought, you plan on taking it out, that's considered that it's determined that that's the one that the corpse is going to leave and therefore it protects all the other doorways from becoming Tameh. That ruling is only true if you thought it before the person died. So at the time of the death, none of the other doorways became tummy. But if the decision wasn't made at that point, so all the utensils already became tummy. So even if you subsequently decide to carry it out through one of them, it's too late. We can't say retroactively it was always determined that that's the one you were going to carry out of. So therefore, it's not going to it's not going to remove the tummy which already had been chal at the time of the death of the body. No, even if you decided to use a specific doorway after the person died, the other doorways don't become Tame because we say that once you decide it retroactively impacts that this was always the one that we that, that, that the mace was going to leave. So it sounds like Basila holds a prayer that when you make your decision, we see retroactively that was the doorway that was always all made for the mace to be carried out. And Bishamah does not su- subscribe to Brayra. So the same achlokas here would be with the sheet of food. If you hold like Brayra, that's Basil, so you could use the barrel, you could use the Otzer, because whatever eventually you decide will be, that will be retroactively what always was. But according to Bishamah, it doesn't hold a prayer. We don't let you use the sheet of in the Erev with something that's not specifically determined because maybe we're concerned that ain't Brera and so whenever you take out we don't know for sure that that was the one that was always the era of a sheet of bread.
Okay, now the Gemara says another similar story. There was a little eight-day-old baby and the hot water spilled out. Same thing. Let's go ask the mother if she needs hot water. The mother who gave birth is also considered sometimes to be an pikuach nefesh. It's sakonos nefeshos for her life after the traumatic experience of giving birth. And she, we would also theoretically, if she would need hot water, we would hot up, heat up hot water. So let's go ask the mother if she needs hot water. And if she does, then then a nanju will heat up water for the kid together with the water we need for the mother. Meaning this is another solution. This is another solution is um, that normally we can't ask the guy to heat up hot water just um, to do the bris just because it's makal mitzvah like we said. But what you could do, what you could do is um, if the mother needs, we could tell the non-Jew to add more water any, once he's heating, heating up more for the babies. This is another idea. Once you're doing it anyway for tzorach b'kuch nafesh, why don't you add more tzorach mitzvah? So that's okay. You could tell the non-Jew to put in more and then be able to do the bris. So the Gemara says, but the mother, the mother didn't need it. The mother's eating dates, meaning she, she, she's just eating some cold dates. Obviously, she doesn't need hot water. So maybe she just has some like crazy thing that's got her mind. She's so sick. She doesn't even know what she's eating, uh, but really she does need the hot water. Says the Gemara, we need a third, a third story about this stuff. There was an eight-day-old baby, the child and the hot water spilled out. So Amulu Rava, Rava lived in a chatzar, which was next to it. And there was hot water by Rava. So he said, so they weren't, the way it was, they couldn't carry the water from the house in this chatzar to the house in the next chatzar because the two chatzaros didn't have an air between them. So there was no legal halachic way to carry it. So Rava said, move my kalim that I need from the from that that are now in the the place where the men used to hang out the the men used to hang out in the front of the house move them to the back to the women's quarters that are in the back, um, that was just what happened to be that there used to be the men's places were in the front that was open to the chutz and the women's quarters were in the back was more private so Rav was telling that they should move all the things he was going to need to the back of the house so that as we're going to see he was going to make a bittel he was going to nullify his rights and his chutzer. Uh, to the other people so that they could carry for the water that was in his courtyard to their courtyard. That's what Rabbi was going to do. But he wanted to make sure that he wouldn't forget that he had done the bittel and, and subsequently carry anything out of his house into the chatzar. So he said, everyone should move all the household stuff to the back of the house, which is not by the chatzar. If he has household utensils in the front, he's concerned that he might go back on his bittel and carry out into the chatzar, which is forbidden. Once he makes a bittel, that's it. You can't go back on it on Shabbos. But, um, so he told everyone go move my stuff to the back so that I won't be tempted, I won't forget, and move and, and rescind on the bittel. So, bottom line is, what Rava is doing is preparing to make a bittel and relinquishing his rights and his chatzor to the other chatzor so that they'll be able to carry the water from his chatzor uh, to theirs and do and do the bris. So again, so Rava says, Panavi, move my stuff from the front by the men's place to the back by the two women's place. I'll go stay by the women's place for rest of Shabbos and I'll relinquish my rights in the chatzor to them so that they can carry the hot water to their house and do the bris. We learned in yesterday and two days ago that Shmuel says, Bittel doesn't help from one chatzor to another chatzor. I can't relinquish my rights in my chatzor to residents of a different chatzor. It only works to relinquish my rights to the other people who live in my chatzor. So I'm a lay. Rabbi said, I'm not Rabbi Yochanan's really, but I hold like Rabbi Yochanan. Darmi Yishbut from Mechatzel Chatzel. Who else said there is bittel from one Chatzel to another? It was Machlokas. I hold like Rabbi Yochanan, like a lenient opinion. So Avinu said, if you don't hold like Shmuel, so why do you have to move your kalim? 
to the to the to the women's in the back. Why don't you stay in your place in the front? And give up your rights to the people of the other chater. And then I, you're concerned that you're going to go back on your bittel. So let's do like this. They'll go back as soon as they carry the water. They'll go and give those rights right back to you. You'll do bittel to them for five minutes. They'll go carry the water. And then as soon as the water's there, they'll give back their rights. There's such a thing that you can give up your rights and then get them back on Shabbos. Maybe the way Bittel works is that you give up your rights for Shabbos, but there's no such idea that you give them to somebody else and then he, he gives them back to you. But to Rav says you give up your rights and then someone can give them back to you a second time. So person A gives up his rights to, to a second person and the second person gives his rights back to the first person. So why don't you do that? Just make it like a temporary bittle to them for five minutes They bring the water and then five minutes later they'll give the rights back to you. It seems you didn't hold to that because you were concerned you're going to go back on your bittle so you said you have to go back to the women's quarters in the back to make sure you don't go rescind on the bittle. If Why don't you just do it in a way that you'll give the bittle to them and then they'll give the bittle back to you? So Rava said, I know about Shmuel's because in that machlok I hold like Shmuel, that you can't give do bittle and then get it back. So there's two different issues. There's one issue, could you make bittel mechatzer lechatzer? And that he holds that you could. Rava held that you could. But in regard to the other issue of doing a temporary bittel, you give the bittel to him and then you get the bittel back. He didn't hold. He held that you can't do that. So therefore he said, you have to move my stuff to the back so that I won't uh, rescind on the bittel. So the Gemara says, but aren't the two issues really one issue? Valaf Chad Taimu isn't really based on one one issue. My time, my time, Why would Shmuel say that you can't do a bittel and then someone else give it back to you? Lav Mishum to keep in the bottle of Yeshua. Isn't it because because once he gives his rights up in the chater, now he's out of the chater. I already gave up my rights to the chater. Now he's treated like a person of a different chater. He's not considered a member of that chater anymore. And there's no idea of relinquishing rights from from a person in one chater to another chater. That. That's why you can't get the rights back. But Marnami Lumavato. So Rava who doesn't allow a person to get his rights back, his back, that's why he was saying move it to the women's quarters. So then you, to begin with, it can't work to, to give it to a person of a different chaser. Meaning what the Gemara is trying to say is, why is there a din? You can't be mavatal chaser mavatal. The only way to understand that is because once you've been mavatal, you become like a person of a different chaser. And the halacha is, a mavatal mechaser lechaser. But if you hold mavatal mechaser lechaser, you hold leniently like Rabbi Yochanan. So then, then there's no reason, then there's no reason why uh, then there's no reason whatsoever why you can't um, why you can't be mavadlan mechazer mavadlan. So if so, if there's no reason we can't be mavadlan mechazer mavadlan, so now the question comes back: If you hold mavadlan mechazer lechazer, you should be seemingly you should be hold mavadlan mechazer mavadlan, so you don't have to move your stuff to the women's quarters. So the Gemara answers, Rav answers, no, it's not necessarily true. These two things are. Are really the same. The reason why you can't do bittel and do bittel again is nothing to do with the fact that you became like a resident of a different chazer. Really, you didn't become like a resident of a different chazer. It's a different issue whatsoever. We don't want what the rabbanon to be saying to be like a joke. Well, you do bittel for five minutes, and the guy gives a bittel back to you. It looks like a joke. That's why we say in mavadim chazer mavadim. So it shouldn't appear like a joke. But It does work to, be, to give up the bittel to a different to a different residence of a different courtyard. You can't be mavadim chazer mavadim. So that it shouldn't be like a joke. So that was Rava. Rava split the issues. You could be Mavadlin to a different chatzar, but you can't be Mavadlin Machoser U Mavadlin. So now the Gemara analyzes this dispute a little bit more. Gufa. We said, Rava, you could give up your rights and then the person gives it back to you. You can't do it. Now the Gemara tries to say that is this dispute related to a different dispute between the Tanam? Let's say the Ravish Mark debating the issue that's the same as Rabban and Rabbalazar. So this is taking us back, back to Chavav. If somebody gave up 
After Bittol, the Rabbanan say, if you give up his rights in the Chatzar to the people, other, to the other people in the Chatzar, so they, those people are also to carry from his house to the Chatzar. Because when someone gives up his rights to the Chatzar, he didn't give up his rights to his house. Whereas Rabbi Lazar says, no, that the people who gives up his rights in the Chatzar is giving up his rights in the house as well. So now whoever got the Bittol, whoever received it, could carry from his house to the Chatzar. So Rav goes like the Rabbanan, that you still, the person who's Mavato still has his rights in the house. So therefore, he's not totally removed from the Chatzar. He's not viewed as a person of a different he still is here. He still has his house. So, so once he gave up his rights, the person co- who got it could still give back the bittel to him because he's still like he's here. He still has his house. So he could receive back the bittel from someone because he's still present because he has his house. But Shmuel, it's like Rebbe Lazar, when you give up your right in the house, you also give up your right in the house. So once you did bittel, you're totally removed from here. You don't have any rights here at all. Not in the chaser, not in your house. So now you're like a president of a different chaser. So the Gemara is assuming that the premise is that you can't be mevatel mechatzel lachatzer. Is it like mevatel mechatzel lachatzer after you did bittel to receive back bittel from somebody else? So if you hold like the Rabbanan that you still have your whole, that you still have your house, so you still have a presence here. If you hold like Rebel Azar, then it's not like you, it's like you don't have a presence here, Bakhlal, and therefore the Bithel can't come back to you. So the Gemara says, no, that's not the Pshat. I go even like Rebel Azar. I can't like Rebel Azar also. I'm a Vato, which is just be so. Rebel Azar was only saying there, when you're Mavato, your rights in the Chatzar, you also Mavato, your rights in the house. Because people don't live in a house without a Chatzar. So if you give up your rights in the Chatzar, you give up your house. Did Rebel Azar ever say, that you're so removed that you can't get your rights back, meaning even though you've made the symbolic relinquishing of your rights, but you're still a member of this chatzar, even though you don't have your rights now, but but even even though you relinquish your rights to both your house and the chatzar, but you don't actually have to leave your house, you're still here. So if you're still here, you could receive your rights back. Ushmuel says, I, you say that that I could go even like the Rabbanon. I can the Rabbanon house. And when the Rabbanon say over there, they give up your rights in the chutzpah. You don't give up your rights in the house. Because whatever you gave up, you gave up. You said you're giving up your rights in the chutzpah. But you didn't say you're giving up your rights in the house. So we assume you still have your rights in the house. But whatever you did give up, you're totally removed from. So you gave up your rights in the chutzpah. So klape the chutzpah, relative to the chutzpah, you're completely removed. So since it's completely removed from, 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 from the chutzpah, so we view that, that it's, you can't receive that back. You're completely, completely completely removed from there and you cannot receive it back from them. So the Kitsar, there's two independent issues. When you give up your rights in the Chatzar, do we automatically assume you're giving your rights in the house? And a separate issue, if you give up your rights, could you receive them back or you now review it as someone who view it as someone who's completely out of this completely two separate issues. And now the Gemara tries to relate it to a different Machlokas Atanam. Why don't we say the Machlokas Rav and Shmuel is really following Machlokas Tanam? Because it says in the Mishnah, Mishnah, some Mishnah, someone who gave up his rights and he was Mavatal his rights, but then he violates them. He carries out something into the Chatzar. Whether he did so in, unintentionally, he forgot that he had made the Bittal or he did it intentionally. What's Allah Oser? He's now going to Aser because he's, go, he's get, taking back his rights. When you make Bittal, you're like, you, you give up your rights. But when you act, you're, you're Moti from your house to the Chatzar, you're taking back. Your rights. If you take back your rights, now you're going to answer on everybody again. Give your mayor. If you that says no, it depends. If he did it intentionally, Oser, he answers. Bishogi, if it was only unintentional, he doesn't answer. So, what's the root of the Machlokas if you answer Bishogi? 
So my law, welcome if this is the issue. holds you give up rights and you come and get it back. So you never were totally out of the chutzer. You always could theoretically get your rights back if someone gave it back to you. So it's easy to get your rights back. So since it's easy to get your rights back, even if you carry bishogig, you get your rights back. You can't get your rights back once you give them up. Once you disassociate, you disassociate. So therefore, it's difficult to claim them back. The same way you can't receive them back. So in order to claim them back, you have to do it intentionally, but just an unintentional carrying out would not reclaim your rights. So the Gemara is trying to say that the root of the dispute of Peshoga, you get back your rights, depends if you're really removed from here. And as we're saying, the issue would be whether or not, if someone would be mocking it to you, whether or not you would, you would get it back. So... If you hold that, um, if you hold that you can get it back easily, that, then, then the same thing, you would be able to claim it back with Bishogi. But if you can't get it back easily, then you can't get it, that if you can't, then you wouldn't be able to claim it back, uh, Bishogi. So the Gemara says, That's not necessarily related. Everybody could agree with Shmuel that because someone who gave up his rights is totally out of the Chatzar. Could be that once you give up your rights in the Chatzar, you're totally out, you can't receive it back. But here in the issue of reclaiming it, everybody agrees that really it should only be amazed that you get your right, that you claim it back. The question is whether or not the Rabbanan said, like in an unequivocal sense, that we have to say even Bishogig because we said amazed. In other words, we, if, we, if we distinguish English, it's going to get very confusing. So in order to make sure it's not confusing, we say that even if you took it back by Shogig, the rights have been reclaimed. Ramayor holds that we decreed in case of where it's Bishogig to, to protect the case of where it's Bimezid. holds we weren't Gozer for the Shogig case because of the case of the Mezid case. And uh, fine. So the, the, it's not the, the issue we're saying now, whether or not you can claim your rights back, Bishogig is not whether you're totally removed, but whether Stam, the rabbis, would decree the Shogig case to protect the Mazid case. However, Ravashi holds that really is telling the Machlokas Tanam. Ravashi, Yom, Ravish, Mopot, Remember, we learned back about the Machlokas, Rablaz, and the Rabbanim. If someone gave up their rights in the Chatzar, do we automatically give up your rights in the house? So that's really the same Machlokas, Rav, and Shmuel. If you hold, you give up your rights in the house, you're totally removed from here. So then, Imavadim, Chazim, Ravadim. You're totally removed. But if you hold it, you still have rights in the house, so you're still here, but you still have a presence in the Chatzar, then you could receive the Bittal back. Okay, now we go and uh, examine the other part that the Mishnah said. We said when you live with a guy, living with a guy it messes up the ability of the Jews to make an Arab. Then Rabbi Gamliel elaborated on a story where there was a story with a Tzaduki, not a guy, but a Tzaduki, someone who only lives and believes in Tarsh Bapeh, who lives with them in the Chatzar. And Rabbi Gamliel was saying that a Tzaduki could relinquish his rights in the Chatzar. So the Gemara is like, Tzaduki man who was talking about Tzaduki? We're talking about Gaim. And we said that a guy uh, precludes the ability of making a, an Arab. What in the world does it have to do with a Tzaduki? Where are we coming from? So the Gemara explains. The mission was missing some words, and this is what the mission should read. The Tanakama says that a Tzaduki is treated like a guy, just as a guy camping without those rights. It totally messes up everyone in the Chatzar. The only thing you can do is rent from him. A Tzaduki, even though he's a Jew, is treated like a guy. Rabbi Gamliel Omer, on that, Rabbi Gamliel disagrees, and he says, Tzaduki ain't no he's not like a guy, and a Tzaduki has the ability to be mavato his rishos, and now everything would be fine, we could make an error. For Rabbi Gamliel, to, to support that, Rabbi Gamliel brought his story, that there was once a story with a Tzaduki, who was living with us in Amav in Yerushalayim, and he was mavato his rights to everyone else in the Chatzar, and it was valid. Just Amelanu Abba, our father, gave us advice, go quickly carry out your Caleb to the Mavi, so that the Tzaduki does doesn't rescind on his bittel and carry out into the mavi and offer you. Make sure that you carry out before he carries out so that he doesn't rescind on the bittel. But fundamentally, we see that the bittel that he did works, and that was a support that a tzaduki is not treated like a guy, but rather treated like a Jew.
And the Gemara proves that this is correct by bringing a price of Hatanya. And as it says in a price like this, Hadar Menachri Tzuki by Susi. The Tanakhama says if anyone lives either with a guy, a Tzuki, or by Susi, by Susi and Stukim are very similar groups. They both don't fully believe in the full scope of Torah. Hare Osin or love all these people, Aser, they mess up the Erev uh, just like a guy. However, Gamliel says, no, it's Tzuki by Susi and Osirim. The Tzuki and the Baisusi do not Aser. And the bring, the, we bring this story, Maisa with Tzuki Achad. There's a story with this Tzuki. He had been mavatal the rights of Rikamliel's house could carry into the Mavi. But Rikamliel Rikamliel said to his children, my sons, carry out what you need into the Mavi, or bring whatever you need into the house from the Mavi. Before this bad, disgusting person that Stuki carries out from his house and asks you, he's already relinquished his rights. So, so you have to make sure that he doesn't take them back, or doesn't claim it back, and, be, and take away the bit. Because according to this Lashon, we see an interesting concept that once other recipients use the Mavoy, it doesn't matter if the Tzuduki will go ahead. It doesn't matter if the Tzuduki will reclaim his rights because once other people have received the rights, they've used it, so they've already claimed it for themselves. The only problem would be if the Tzuduki would use it before we use it. So the advice was, you go use it first. But Rabbi Yudah disagrees. Rabbi Yudah holds that um, if the, the Tzuduki will always can claim his rights back. So it doesn't even help to, that we claimed it first. So the, the advice was something else. Before Shabbos, go do whatever you need in the Mavi. Before it becomes dark and he's answering you. Because... because because it's going to be, it's going to mess up at any point when he would carry out. So since it would mess up at any point, even after he used, the only solution was after he did the bittel. If we're scared that he's going to take away the bittel, the only solution would be for us to take care of whatever we need in the mavi before Shabbos starts, so that there shouldn't be any issue if the stuki will reclaim his rights on the Shabbos. So either way, the bottom line is is that it's a machlokas between the Tanakama and Rabbi Gamliel, whether or not a Tzaduki is treated like a guy who precludes the possibility of Erev and he can't be Mavato's rights, or if he's treated like a Jew who could be Mavato's rights, just we have to be nervous that he might reclaim uh, reclaim him. And we were referring to this machlokas, referring to this machlokas hatanam in the Mishnah.